0: I love some of those old uh hymns uh they 're just they 're just amazing and um it 's funny I was listening to a, a podcast where um, a pastor was talking to his granddaughter and uh his um his son in law is a a pastor of a church there in uh, in north dakota and and uh, he was saying you know they 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 sing a lot of the more contemporary songs and uh and uh, so do we here at our church, and and I love the contemporary songs. But uh, he was saying that uh, she, her, his granddaughter, heard her mom singing this song of the old rugged cross, and uh, and she said, "Hey, uh, hey, Grandpa, I don't know if you know this uh, this new song, the old rugged cross, but could you sing it to me?" And uh, you know, there's just some uh, there's some things that just will never go out of style, and there's just some uh, some some truths that. You can sing about over and over again, and they just never get old, and uh, that Song of the Old Red Cross is, is one of those. If you have your Bibles, open to Luke chapter 19, Luke chapter 19, and, uh, and we're going to continue our series that we've, we've had to start this year with the theme of reaching, and uh, as Christians, we ought to be reaching in our lives, reaching uh, in our life of prayer, reaching in our life uh, to know god more reaching in our life period and uh, and this morning we want to continue that thought and um and learn about reaching others so luke chapter 19 and uh, we'll be reading from verse number one all the way down to verse number 10 and um Uh, As we read, it's a story uh, of Jesus meeting a man by the name of Zacchaeus in the city of Jericho, and how his life changed that day, how Zacchaeus' life was never the same after uh, this encounter with Jesus. So I want uh, us to read the story, and then we're going to talk about some truths that we can apply uh, in our own lives today. It says this in verse number one, and Jesus entered and passed through Jericho. And behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus, which was the chief among the publicans, and he was rich. And he sought to see Jesus, who he was, and could not for the press, because he was little of stature. And he ran before and climbed up into a sycamore tree to see him, for he was to pass that way. And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and saw him, said unto him, Zacchaeus, make haste and come down. For so much as he also is a son of Abraham, for the Son of Man is come to seek and to save that which was lost. In the 90s, there was a commercial campaign that many of you may remember by Gatorade. Uh, Michael Jordan was just kind of hitting the peak of his career. And uh, in this commercial, they had a little jingle that said, I want to be like Mike. Uh, if you remember the commercial, you remember that there's these uh, kids on a playground, and, and they're all wearing their wristband like Mike, and when they're dribbling, their tongue is out like Mike, and uh, the moves that they're trying to make and, and trying to dunk the basketball is all like Mike, and they just want to be like Mike. Well, it is, in the life of a Christian, a calling to be like Christ. Christ was one that while he was here on this earth, he ministered sharing the gospel with all those that he met along the way. Jesus Christ was sharing the message or the good news that salvation can come into your life. It doesn't matter what sin you've committed. It doesn't matter what family you're born into. It doesn't matter where you live. Salvation can come into your life. And we find that in the life of Jesus... He was one that shared that message. Now, for every Christian, Jesus is our Savior. He's the one that gave himself for us. In fact, we have no forgiveness of sins without the work of Jesus on the cross. And so if you're here this morning and you're a Christian, you probably know Jesus as your Savior. That's what makes him our Savior. But Jesus is more than just our Savior. He's more than the one that just gave us forgiveness and new life, and that is a lot to be given. But he's not only our Savior; Jesus is our example. He is our greatest example. In fact, uh, his disciple Peter, in writing the letters of First and Second Peter, says that we ought to follow in his steps. We are to follow the example that he left, and he is the one that we are to imitate in our lives. As Christians, Now, an example is so important. In fact, statistically, this is what they have found. A study uh, of moms and dads that were Christians on attending church was given and done. And here's what they found. They found that if mom and dad both attended church regularly, 72% of their children would remain faithful. If dad alone would attend at church regularly, then 55% of children would remain faithful. If only the mom attended, then only 15% would remain faithful. And if neither mom nor dad regularly attended, only 6% would remain faithful. Statistically, it is clear, the example that we give is important. The example that we're following is important. And in, here in Luke chapter number 19, we see an example in the life and ministry of Jesus when he shared the gospel to reach others. Each and every one of us that is a Christian, that calls ourselves a Christian this morning, are called to give the message. We're called to reach others. We see Jesus reaching others all of his life in his ministry. Then he commissioned his disciples to go and reach others. But here's what's amazing about Jesus. As his disciples. Yes he commissioned us and gave us the authority. Now go into all the world and preach the gospel. That's what he. What, that was his last command. It should be our, our type, top priority. Uh, and as that priority. As he gave that command. The wonderful thing about Jesus. Is that he also exemplified doing that. He was one that showed us how to reach others. He didn't just say, hey, go and and good luck. He said, I'm going to go with you. And he gave an example of how to do it. And so this morning, as we study this passage, I want to see just three areas and three truths and three examples in the life of Jesus that will help us to reach others more in our life, that will help us uh, to follow his example and imitate him in this area of reaching others. I want you to notice, first of all, that as Jesus goes into this city of Jericho, as he's, as he's walking by through the city, there's a crowd of people around him. And as he's walking, uh, he, he, he finds a man by the name of Zacchaeus that is in a tree. And and in that encounter, he invites him to come down. He invites himself to go to the house to eat with him. And Zacchaeus accepts Jesus as his savior. What are some of the truths that we find in that story, in this short story that Luke uh, shares with us? Number one, we find that as Jesus was reaching others, that he would see the person and not the crowd. Jesus saw the person, not the crowd. You see, by this time in Jesus' ministry, he had been uh, healing people. He had been giving uh, the gospel and and had this public ministry for three and a half years already. In fact, we're only uh, about a week or two away from Jesus giving his life on the cross. He's going through Jericho for the very last time. In three and a half years, he has performed countless miracles. Uh, he's changed countless lives and his reputation and his fame has grown. It's probably the highest it's ever been in three and a half years. Uh, Luke says there was a crowd so big of a crowd that this man, Zacchaeus wanted to see Jesus and couldn't. He was short of stature and because he was so short, he couldn't see over the shoulders and, and heads of people. So he couldn't really see Jesus. That just tells you the crowd that was around Jesus. And yet, as Jesus was walking down this road in Jericho, he sees Zacchaeus. He sees as he had ran through a tree and and climbed up into the tree. And what's interesting to me is this, that he called Zacchaeus by name. Walking through a crowd, popular, probably the most popular guy at that moment there in Jericho. Everybody's coming out to see him. Walking down the street, and there's this guy in a tree, and Jesus says, Zacchaeus, come down. Calls him by name. <laughs> it's interesting that he didn't say, hey, you. He didn't say, hey, dude, come down. He called him by name. There's a great reminder and truth for us. As we look to reach others in our life, as we look to reach those that are uh, in our workplace or those that are maybe in our neighborhood or, or those that are in our family, we must understand that we need to see the person that is there. Um, I remember thinking when I was younger and even as a youth pastor, I remember going to sometimes some of the games and uh, the football games. And, and I remember thinking early on, uh as a youth pastor thinking man I, I see all these teenagers here they're 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 here watching the game they're supporting uh their team and and wouldn't it be awesome if if we if we were able to have some sort of like event you know just a christian event where we're going to share the gospel and that these same teens would come that are filling the stadium now for a football game they, they would come back just to hear the gospel wouldn't wouldn't that be awesome and, uh, and I've thought that for many years. I've, I've thought, wouldn't it be great uh, to reach a crowd? And listen, I'm, I'm for reaching a crowd. I think we ought to reach uh, as many people as we can. But the Lord convicted me one time as I was thinking about that thought. He said, man, you, you want the crowd. This is the thought that God gave me. You want the crowd, but what about the person next to you? Like you want everybody to come back to the stadium, but have you talked to even one? How are they going to come back if you're not even talking to them? You see, when Jesus was in his ministry reaching others, we find that he would call them by name. He saw the person that they were. He wasn't overtaken by the multitudes that are around him, the crowds. He, he wasn't just conformed with, hey, they know my name, hey, they know what I do. No, he, he was interested in the person themselves as we reach others and as we as we endeavor to to do more in this area of reaching others with the gospel we must be reminded this morning we've got to reach people the person one of the amazing disciples of Jesus was his disciple named Andrew Andrew was the brother of Peter not as famous he was younger than Peter he was I don't know if he was the second oldest in his household or not but uh, the the Bible only mentions Andrew a few times, and really only shares two experiences that Andrew had. And both experiences that are shared about Andrew, you find him bringing someone to Jesus. When you read about Peter, and Peter was amazing, okay. But when you read about Peter, you you read about times like on the day of Pentecost where he would stand uh, uh, in front of the multitude and preach, and and and, and hundreds came to the to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ when, when Peter did that. But you never read that about Andrew, and I'm sure he did it on occasion, but but one thing you read about Andrew is you, you read that he was bringing a person here. In John chapter 6, it was just a little boy. We see Andrew taking him to Jesus. You look uh, later in the book of Luke, and there was these Greek uh, men that were looking for Jesus, and and they go and and they talk to Philip, and you know what Philip does? He goes and tells Andrew. And Andrew's like, well, what are you telling me? Let, let's take him to Jesus. I mean, that's just what Andrew did. If we're going to reach others, you've got to see the person, not the crowd. Jesus called him by name. And then I, I want you to notice that he looked for Zacchaeus in the place he was at. In the place he was at. He didn't wait for Zacchaeus to get home. He didn't wait for Zacchaeus to change jobs. He didn't wait for him to do a great service for the community. You find that Jesus met him at the tree where he was at. You know, if we're going to reach others in our life, we're going to have to reach them where they're at. Um, I, listen, I, I think I'm probably like you, reading headlines on the on the newspapers, or if you read, you know, digital news, you're probably like me, and and you read headlines, and we just think, man, where's our country headed? How's this all going to end? And and sometimes it's really easy to say, like, man, the church just needs to be a lot more impactful than it is. And that may be true. But the reality is, is that you and I are the church. If the church is going to be more impactful, then we have to be more impactful. It means we got to stop saying, well, when's the crowd going to change? Instead of that, we need to say, man, how can we go reach that crowd? How can we take this message to them out there? Reaching others isn't about staying within our walls and saying, man, I hope people see the Facebook post about how, how nice our auditorium is. I hope they'll listen to uh, the, the, the services and, and see how wonderful the music is and, 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 and see and, and hear the message and, and maybe they can, they can have their lives changed by that. And listen, I hope that people would do that, but the statistically majority will never do that. I don't know if it was D.L. Moody or someone said, most, for most people, the only Bible they'll read is your life. The only way we're going to reach them is if we go to them. It's interesting when you read there in Luke chapter 19, you find that Jesus came to the place. Verse number five, and when he came to the place, he looked up and saw him. He went to where he was at. You know, too many times I've found myself not meeting people where they're at. I found myself sometimes scared to share the gospel because I go, ah. I mean, in this setting, I mean, we're at a store. I'm sure this person doesn't want to talk to me for five minutes. Or, or, or we're outside or we're at an event. I mean, I, I don't know that this is really the place to be sharing the gospel. Uh, you know what? Maybe, maybe, maybe I'll just invite them to church. Maybe at church they can come. Maybe there they'll be able to hear the gospel. I found myself justifying not sharing because of that. It's convicting when you follow the example of Jesus. You find he wasn't content saying, Hey, man, come to synagogue. I'm going to be teaching at the synagogue. You find that Jesus met people where they were at and shared the gospel there where they were at. Sharing the gospel is not something that only happens at church. In fact, it should never only happen at church. We should share it with people where they're at. We're going to find that people aren't always living the best, they've not always made the best decisions. They don't always talk to you so nicely. And they're not always so happy that you want to share something from God's word with them. But we ought to anyway. I think it's amazing when you read in John chapter 4 as Jesus went to the well in Samaria where Jews hardly ever went. And and, and notice it says right there in the beginning of the verse, there cometh a woman of Samaria to draw water. Jesus was where she was at. And he shares with her at the well the gospel message. You know, it's important for us this year. If we're going to reach others, it's not going to happen within these four walls. Now, I'm thankful for every person that comes and makes a decision to accept Christ as their Savior here in this place, in this sanctuary. In fact, we we give invitations to do that. But reaching others is more than just giving an invitation in a service. It's giving that same invitation at work. Or at an event. Or just in our daily lives as we as we cross paths with people. You see, we find from Jesus' example that he saw the person, not the crowd. Reaching others is seeing them. It's meeting them in the place that they're at. Secondly, we're going to learn, if we're going to reach others, that we need to see the potential not the problems. See the potential, not the problems. See, as Jesus stopped at that sycamore tree and looks up and sees Zacchaeus and calls him by name down, Jesus already knew what kind of person Zacchaeus was. He already knew what he did. Now, this is important because Zacchaeus was a publican. He was a tax collector. In fact, he was the chief of the tax collectors. Um, if you know a little bit about the disciples of Jesus, you'll know that Matthew was also a tax collector, and Jesus reached him with the gospel. But there were two types of tax collectors uh, in the Roman Empire. Uh, there were those that, connected, uh, that collected on you know, items, like uh, things that were being imported or coming through the city, uh, they, would, they would tax them that way. Right. But then there was others that would tax the property and then tax the, uh, the income and tax. And, and the chief publicans were the ones that did that. There was more money to be made by them uh, because they were usually in the bigger cities and, and they had a lot more authority to be collecting taxes. In fact, there were some publicans, if you read uh, in the history of tax collectors during that time, uh, they, were, they were almost like a mafia. If you did not pay your taxes, they actually had the authority to go and beat it out of you. They had the authority to go, uh, if they wanted to do violence, they could. If they wanted to just take away your house and uh, kick you out of your property, they could. And, and we find that Zacchaeus was the chief of these people. As a publican, uh, it, it's, uh, he, he was someone in his community that was not liked. In fact, he was despised. He was, he was hated. And yet we find that Jesus, to reach him, to share the good news with him, did not focus on that lifestyle. He did not focus on the lifestyle that Zacchaeus was living in that moment. Now, Zacchaeus would not have been unknown to the crowd there. Okay, um, As the chief tax collector, everybody in Jericho is paying taxes. You're all going to Zacchaeus. He would have been unknown a well-known person. Jesus wasn't just uh, um, stopping at someone that nobody else knew about, didn't know of, or what they did. Uh, Everybody would know him. They would know that he was crooked. They would know that as a tax collector, he would charge more than what the uh, Roman Empire was asking. Now, they had the authority, the Roman Empire would give them the authority to do that. So if, if taxes were $100 a year they could charge 200, keep 100 for them, and give 100 to the Roman Empire. Zacchaeus one was, was one that did that. He, he, he was not honest. He's a dishonest person. Not only that, he worked for the people that were oppressing them. So we find that he was unpatriotic. He's working with the enemy. We find that he's dishonest, so he's unjust on what he charges. He's literally, legally robbing people. And, and, and then he's a pariah to the Jewish people. He's unwelcome, unpatriotic, unjust, unwelcome. And here comes Jesus calling him by name because he saw the person, not the crowd, and he saw the potential and not the problems. Was it a problem to to stop and socialize with him? Yes. Was Jesus putting his reputation on the line? Yes, very much. Because they, they, this is how the Jewish mind works. If you're friends with him, I can't be friends with you. You're friends with the enemy. Yeah, but I don't do what he does. I'm not disowned. It doesn't matter. You're connected with him. I mean, listen, this is how they would literally disown them. In fact, parents of publicans would disown them from their inheritance as a family. And yet Jesus is talking with him. Why was Jesus sitting there sharing the gospel with this man? I'll tell you why. Because he was a sinner. By the way, as we reach others, we cannot be surprised when sinful people live sinful lives. We can't. Now we might be amazed that, man, look at where society's at. Look what they're teaching uh, in, in, in some of these schools, and look what they're they're promoting in some of our public libraries, and look at the lifestyle that they're highlighting. Listen, we cannot be surprised when a sinful people live sinfully. We just can't. Yeah, there's a lot of problems there. But we need to look beyond that. We need to look beyond that lifestyle alone. In fact, Jesus did this many times in his ministry over those three and a half years. And when the Pharisees and the religious crowd came to say, what are you doing? I can't believe you're you're socializing with those people. Don't you know that that they're uh, friends with the enemy? They're so unpatriotic, you know? I don't know if they're red or they're blue, but don't you know if they're red, then they can't be with us on the blue side, and if they're blue, they can't be with us on the red side. That's just unpatriotic. You, you can't go with him. He's unjust. He's dishonest. Jesus wasn't looking at the problems that were there in the lifestyle. Here's how he answered that crowd. He says, there you know." when Jesus heard it, he said unto them, they that are whole have no need of the physician but they that are sick reaching others isn't about reaching those that agree with us on everything it's on reaching those that don't agree with us reaching those that perhaps have never heard what it what it means that Jesus died on the cross we live listen our culture in the hispanic culture we 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 know the bible we're pretty conservative as a culture But I have found that there are many who don't really know why Jesus died. They know that he died. They know the the story that three days he rose again, but they don't know the fact of why he died. Why he had to die. There are many that don't know that their condition cannot change without a Savior. And the message of the gospel is all about that. Reaching those that are sick in their sin to be healed by Jesus. You can't focus on the lifestyle if you're going to see the potential. You've got to focus on God's love. And that's what Jesus was sharing with Zacchaeus. The fact that he loved them and would be giving his life for him. The fact that there is salvation and forgiveness of sin. In fact, Jesus invited himself to Zacchaeus' house. If you read at least what we know in the scriptures of the three and a half years of Jesus' ministry, this is the only time he ever did that. There are times when people invited him to come to their house. The only time that Jesus himself invited himself to the guy's house. He says, Zacchaeus, come down. I'm going to go to your house today. Now, I'm not advocating if we're reaching others, let's just go and invite ourselves to people's houses right now, okay? I'm not saying that. But there is a great truth in that. The fact that Jesus wasn't scared to share his love with him, even though he was a social pariah and unwelcomed, even though it might cost Jesus some of that crowd that was following him. Maybe they might not follow him so closely anymore. Maybe they might write him off. Maybe they'll criticize him. And Jesus said and saw the potential of what God's love could do for a man like Zacchaeus. In fact, Jesus wasn't looking at the dishonest guy presently before him, I believe that in Jesus' mind he was saying, but this guy can give back four times what he's stolen. And this this man, though he's very well off, can can start and change his life and, and serve the poor if he just had a new heart. And a new God in his life. If he, if he had a Savior that could change him, he would be totally different than the man that is in that tree right now. If we're going to reach others, we need to see the potential that they have. So, Pastor, but, but have you seen the lifestyle? Have you seen the way he talks? I know, but he can talk differently. Have you seen the way he acts? Yeah, but he can act differently. Have you seen what he lives for? He could live for something different. But in order for that to happen, we've got to see the potential, not the problem. In reaching others, Jesus, he, he never just focused on the problems. He would address problems, absolutely. But he focused on God's love. Number three, and we'll be done because time is getting by. Remember your purpose. In verse number 10, Jesus said, I have come to seek and to save that which was lost. He declared what his purpose was in stopping and speaking and sharing was Zacchaeus. It wasn't community reform. It wasn't political change. It was to seek. To seek. The Greek word here is the word zeteo, and it means to seek in order to find. In other words, Jesus wasn't just sightseeing. He wasn't just curious, like walking through a museum and walking down the road and going... There's somebody in that tree. Oh, I think that's Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus, come down. He he wasn't just walking aimlessly. When he says, I came to seek, he's saying, I came to seek and to find. I'm seeking with the intention to find. As we share the gospel, endeavor to reach others with the gospel, we must do so seeking. In other words, with a purpose that God can change this person. We must purposefully share the good news of salvation with others. Purposefully. The Apostle Paul, when he's sharing a little bit of his testimony in 1 Timothy 1, he says this, this is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptation, that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, of whom I am chief. He said he came to save. He he came to look for me. He didn't have to. I didn't live worthy of someone to come save me and forgive me. But he did. Why? Because the purpose in which he was reaching others was to find them. For The Son of Man, he said, came to seek. To seek. To look for with the intention of. Of finding. Sometimes I, I I find myself talking about the Bible like, like I'm talking about the Cowboys roster and who needs to really be the starting running back. And though it may have some relevancy, it's not really the the truth of it. In fact, sometimes I find myself talking more passionately about that than I do about eternal truth. I found myself sometimes almost embarrassed to talk about the Bible. Because I don't, you know, want to be too offensive for someone. I find that Jesus said I came to seek. When you reach others, man, share this with the belief. Look, this could really change your life. Listen, there there, there are people in our world that really believe and then strongly believe that if you change your finances, you'll just be happier. Now, I think we ought to be wise with our finances. Absolutely. But the reality is, even if you're wise with your finances, what does it matter if you gain the whole world and lose your own soul? And yet those those people sometimes are so more much more passionate about that than we are with this. It, it's convicting to me as I think about, hey, how many others am I reaching to say, Am I really seeking that way, though? The notice he says to save, to seek, and to save. He was Seeking Zacchaeus, the person, to save his heart and his soul. He was making people new. Now, although we cannot save in the same manner that Jesus did here in this story of Zacchaeus, we we can't forgive sin just like that, but we can give the message of the one who can. That is of Jesus himself. It's a life-changing message. It's the most important message we can ever share with someone. More important than social change and social justice. It's more important than political change and who's in the White House and who leads Congress. It's more important than just moral change and making sure that the nuclear family stays together. No, this is, this is a message that brings eternal change to the person person jesus said my person my purpose is to seek and to save the author of hebrews said wherefore he is able also to save them to the uttermost that come unto god by him seeing he ever liveth to make intercession for them that's the message we share so this morning jesus has left us an amazing example of how to reach others in our life we got to see the person not the crowd See the potential, not the problems, and remember our purpose. You know, as we go back to work this week, go back to school, go back to our everyday living, I want to I challenge you on this. Live this week with a thought, I got to reach others. I got to reach others. Listen, I, I got to stop just looking at, you know crowds and start seeing people start seeing the person that's in front of me that's next to me the one that i'm talking to all the time and see what god can do for them just like he's done it for me he can do that for them because after all that's why i live as paul said for to me to live is christ and to die is gain I can't guarantee that if we live reaching for others, that's going to change our world. No idea. I can't tell you that by reaching others, who's going to win in 2024 at the White House? No idea. Reaching others isn't about that. But I can tell you as we reach others, lives will be changed. Lives will be changed. A person's destiny can literally go from condemnation to life because you and I reached. The story is told of a man who, a man who, used, to, who used to go to the ocean to, uh, to do his writing. He found it very peaceful and, and something that he could, uh, he could do, and it was kind of some solitude there. And one day as he went... He went after a big storm had come the night before and there on the shore, there was tons of starfish just sitting there on the coastline. And as he was going to the spot where he always would go to sit and write, he saw in the distance a little boy that was picking up these starfish and literally throwing them. And he got a little bit curious as to what this boy was doing. So he went over to the boy and he said, hey, uh, son, what are you doing? And the boy said, well, last night uh, a storm came and and, uh, and it washed up all of these starfish to shore. And if they lay here till noon today, they'll die. They, they need to have that water. The water's not going to come back up to them. And, and, uh, and, and if, if we don't throw them back in, then they'll die by noon. And the man said to him, uh, boy, have you not seen how many starfish there are? I mean, there's literally probably 10,000 starfish on this coastline. You think you're going to get that done by noon today? I mean, you're not, you're not going to even put a dent in this. You're not going to make a change that way. Why are you doing this? And the boy never really stopped to beat. He picked it up and another starfish and he threw it in. And he said, son, are you not listening to me? You're not going to make a difference. And the boy looked at him and he said, oh, you're probably right, sir. I won't be able to throw all 10,000 back into the ocean before noon. And He bent down, and he picked up another starfish, and he said, but I can make a difference in this one, and he threw it back. Reaching others, it's not about, hey, we're going to change our country. Probably not. But it might be, but we're going to change the person that we work with or that family member that we eat with. Or that person we met shopping at the mall. We could change them with the message that we share. I want to encourage us this morning. Let's reach others in this year of 2023. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for your word and for your truth. What an amazing example you left for us to go and reach others. You've commanded us in your word, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. You've promised that you will never leave us nor forsake us in this endeavor. You've given us the power and the truth we need and the message to share. Oh, but Father, if we never reach it's not your fault it's not because there's a lack of a loving God but rather lack of willing servants so Father I pray and I ask that you would help us this year as a church but as individuals help us to reach others this year help us not to justify why we can't reach others To not be just conformed with the attitude, well, nothing's ever going to change. Father, I pray that we would have the desire to see you change the life of at least one person. We might not be able to reach all of Palm View, but there's got to be one that we can. Can't reach maybe all of McAllen or all of Farr and Edinburgh and Weslico or Peñitas Mission. We can't reach them all, perhaps. There's at least one. Father, lead us to that one. This year, help us to, to be able to share this message so that we might reach others. We ask for the filling and the power of your spirit to do so this week. We ask this in Jesus' name, amen.